Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new concept. Happy freaking New Year, everybody. Woo. I am your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt. And uh, this is our first official episode of the new year that we are recording. This is the first recorded um, episode in the new year. Yeah, just coming off our biggest episode ever, an awesome interview with Hal Masonberg. What a guy. From Hal Masonberg Casting. What a guy. Yeah, you, you'll get a flavor of how wonderful and engaging Hal is in our interview, but even in our conversations prior to the start of the interview and after the interview, he's just a genuine great guy. Check out the movie that you can't see. Um, right to, yeah, right to it, was Sony Screen Gems. Yes, right to Sony Screen Gems to get his cut released. Yeah, it's it's legitimately a shame that his cut of The Plague hasn't been released. Because one, it's legitimately better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in cult classic territory. Like, Oh, it would with be. With his version. Yeah, his version would be. 100%. Yeah. Um, and also, I just want it to get released for him because he's a cool dude who has a great mind for the industry. And and a real love for horror and filmmaking. He's, type of, he's the type of artist you don't want to see get stifled. I just, my only dream is that there were a million of you listening and watching so that we could give him that much bigger of a platform. Yeah, honestly. I, I feel like this is one of those things that people sort of have to will yep. into existence is the Hal Masonberg cut of the plague yeah we have to we have have to left hand path magic it into existing for all of us yeah because it's worth it Mm -hmm. it's absolutely worth it i yeah i i guess that's all we can really say about it because we can't show it to anybody but i mean we've seen it and we know it and uh like like was it those old tiffany commercials or whatever you're worth it it's worth it. It's 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 like the experience of going to an amazing concert that a once in a lifetime event happened at, and all you can do is try to convince people that it's worth it and that it was amazing and that there's a chance and, that they could experience yeah. it, but only if very certain things happen. Kind of, it's genuinely and, like magic, like experiencing the supernatural. And honestly, too, I I feel like the chances of how Masonberg's plague coming out are honestly higher now than they were back in 2007, 2008. Definitely. I, I mean, I mean, you know how corporate turnover is. Yeah. The, the, I, I think, I think the, the two main hurdles for that are going to be, you know, actually getting their attention one and number two, actually finding the original film stock but even outside of that as long as there's the dailies there's enough of the movie out there to get it at least done and viewable yeah it's possible it's a hundred percent possible and i'm sure there are people like you or i who would edit it ourselves if we had the ability just to get it released so or or train ourselves yeah i would learn editing. to have the ability like hal yeah like he just how, yeah. learned editing to edit the movie himself dedicated and he did a artist really good job yeah. that's why hal is a bro yeah. and so um, and so before we get to what this episode is is actually going to be about which is another kind of uh, a inspiration from our interview with hal uh, but ben i wanted to ask you in our usual weekly seven to eight minute vamping session about something we watched this week 
Tell me uh, what's interesting has happened in the world for you. What, what do you got to share for us? I got a Lego set. That was real cool. Um, I saw you. That was cool. Yeah, boy. Um, Tell, what happened at AEW? Was that good? I didn't watch Battle of the Belts yet. AEW's fine. AEW's always the best wrestling on TV. I, I, I've been reading online from fans who are already starting to get used to the quality of AEW booking. And they're starting to complain about shit like AEW's not the greatest wrestling product of the last 20 years. And boy, are those people going to be in for a rude awakening in two to three years when AEW starts to become crappy. You really think that's going to happen? I, I think it's inevitable. I think all major wrestling companies just have a stride and it eventually runs down. If you're looking at the history of wrestling, mm-hmm. WCW was hot from 96 through the end of 98. So that's about two and a half, maybe three years, you could say. Were so they we'll, the say we'll say three years WCW was hot. You have Dusty and the Horseman, which was... I think another four year time span you had the attitude era 97 to 2001 four years new Japan from wrestle kingdom nine to wrestle kingdom 14 is five years. That's like their heyday for American viewers. There's um, pretty much any major wrestling company. They've got four to six good years and same with TV shows too. True. I mean, it's the rare gem that survives, like, a decade of quality. Yeah, and even then, the last half's almost definitely not as good as the first. Well, do you you think that a... What longevity do you see for AEW? Like, how long do you think as a promotion on a major network they're going to last? Are they going to stick around as long as TNA? Are they going to stick around as long as WWE to an extent? Or are they going to be in and out? I think because this is Tony Khan's pet project as long as he's still interested i think it's sticking around okay i, I, agree. I get can't that. imagine a scenario where he's not sure a part of it as long as he's alive but i mean if something wild like a me too thing or something comes sure, out and like crumbles the who company. knows yeah, yeah something really I mean, bad would have to happen well i mean for People who know Tony Khan outside of wrestling, most people don't like him because they think he's a very thin-skinned individual. What do you mean by which, that? What do you mean by thin-skinned? Well, for example, within the last week, Big Swole uh, yeah. criticized AEW for what she perceived was a lack of proper attention being given to both the women's division and... Uh, certain people of color and Tony Khan responded by posting on Twitter that he fired Big Swole because she was a really bad wrestler. Okay, Ben, you did Which, told me many times that Big Swole is a very bad wrestler though. She is, but if you're the boss of a multi-million dollar wrestling company, you probably shouldn't be girling out on Twitter. Yeah, he he should have at least said that that she he thanked her for her wrong. all of his time. He's just an asshole. Yeah, I I, don't, I I think I'm I'm very lenient with people who are not wrong but are just assholes. So I respect him for it. <laughs> all right. Well, 
thank you to our biggest fan, Brennan. If yes. you would like to be our biggest fan, please use the special password today Ooh. and send it to us on Instagram. And what is that password today, Matt? It, it is, is the Willows. Ooh, the Willows. Is that the Space Willows or the Willows one word? Uh, the Space Willows. Okay, and with that said, we are going to move into today's Subjectamundo. Matt, take us away! Hello and welcome everybody to 5 Stars Under 50, the podcast where we deep dive into the depths of Amazon Prime or other streaming platforms and find those hidden gems, those lost movies, those unseen beauties and bring them to each of you. Today I am joined by my ever-present, long-living, beautiful, beautiful host, Ben. Ben, how are you doing today and how are you feeling? I mean, I'm not that long lived right now i'm in my 20s yeah but you got covid so I, you might I die hope, so i'm trying to, to i'm trying to fluff you up COVID again <laughs> COVID time. again two times in less than four months hey, hey. the I first one on didn't fire. kill you the second one didn't and the third one might not kill you but the fourth time will be the charm god damn it and that's the I podcast would just like i would just like the record to show that i got covid from chicago o'hare airport both times yep yeah it's true so both times i have been infected on the way home from a trip from chicago which honestly if you're going to get covid i feel like that's the time to get it when you're you're not like infecting other people yeah i guess when you get on an airplane (laughs) well yeah but i mean you know at that point if i get it at the airport there's nothing else i could have done true yeah it was a lost cause well i don't need to have that guilt on my mind you don't and I don't think any of these rectors that we're going to talk about today need to have any guilt on their mind because they do something that is very sweet. They do something that's very important. They make short films because this week Woo! we're talking about the amazing and enjoyable horror anthology Hilarious, which was released in 2019. It is uh, seven um, legendary horror comedy shorts compiled into one including Killer Cart from 2012, Horrific from 2014, Till Death from 2013, Death Metal from 2016, Lunch Ladies from 2017, and Bitten from 2018. Oh, also Born Again from 2016. It is a it is an anthology focusing on horror comedy and a big focus on high-quality gore. Now, this movie at time of recording only has 41 reviews on amazon prime and hopefully after this we can draw some attention to this a little bit of a spoiler pretty good horror anthology we're also going to spend some time talking about the notion of horror in the short form and why there's such a large prevalence of horror anthologies compared to other genres which really the only other examples of anthology short form content that there is outside of compilations um is like monty python and then pretty much everything else is horror anthologies unless it's live television like compilations which i think fall into a different category now ben what did you think about this uh, interesting film hilarious 
I thought it was good. I, I feel like, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the guys who made this did the uh, ABCs of Death, correct? Some of the directors that were in it and one of the executive producers was also a director and producer on um, ABCs of Death, which... Yeah, so I feel like this short film anthology was, oh, hey, we couldn't fit these into ABCs of Death, mm. but they're not bad, so let's just throw them into see, see, here's, like their own anthology. Here's the problem with that, is that with ABCs of Death 1 and 2, all of the shorts for those movies were ordered specifically for those movies. Oh, they were? Okay. Yep, so that that's one of the things that makes ABCs of Death, I think so special and why it's so well regarded compared to some of the other horror anthologies that are out there um and so the this one is interesting and hilarious i think it's interesting because they did just compile shorts from like a a large stretch of time um yeah honestly this is like a five stars under 50 of these shorts which i i can appreciate well the just uh a, a, a number of short films that maybe didn't quite get the flowers they deserved being put into this horror anthology. Yeah, almost across the board, um, most of these movies have less reviews on Amazon Prime, than, on, on not Amazon Prime, on IMDb than the actual short. Um, the compilation is 138 reviews, and the only one of these shorts in this in this anthology has more reviews than that. Let me guess. Is it Killer Cart? It is Killer Cart. Um, yes. And one, surprisingly, one of the only ones that hasn't won a bunch of awards. Really? Yeah. All of the... Uh, uh, oh, like three or four of the other ones have all uh, won multiple awards. And uh, somehow, with, with without without any anything against the other films, this one deserves to have won many awards. Um, I did, I did really enjoy the first time we watched this, we were very tired and we had just watched another five stars under 50 film that we'll talk about in another episode. Um, and you know, I, I didn't give most of this anthology my full attention. Uh, but today uh, I dove back in and gave it a, another full viewing. And let me tell you, a lot of these really help hold up to a second viewing. And I think that's a real... That's a real like uh, gem in the hat of a lot of these shorts is that they actually managed to be really fun twice. Yeah, most of these, honestly, really all of these have at least some redeeming quality. Oh, yeah. I liked the vast majority of these. Um, Same. And even the ones I didn't, I, I for the most part liked when I was half asleep watching it the first time. Yep. So, you know, if Sleepy Ben likes it, that's at least, what, three out of five? At least. So, so let's let's dive into it. Let's dive into each of these shorts. Um, each of them have their own unique charm while all still being, to some degree, funny, um, whether intentionally or otherwise. Um, and we actually start with the best film in the entire anthology, which is a ballsy move. It's also the oldest film in the entire anthology, it is uh, James Feeney's Killer Cart from 2012. Uh, ben, tell us what happens in Killer Cart. <laughs> Killer Cart's a fantastic short. It's essentially what happens when your grocery cart basket uh, comes to life and tries to kill you after hours. We have our starlet uh christine rodriguez who is a grocery store clerk 
And after hours, she comes to realize that the grocery carts have come to life and are eating the employees and are eating people. So it's up to Ray Bouchard, the strangely Fabio-looking um, co-worker with her, to help save her from the carts. And it's up to Christine to find her killer instinct and help him fight off the cart insurrection. It's a very absurdist short-form horror comedy where it's played completely straight, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that the killers are grocery carts. Well, and yeah, that's what I mean, makes it utterly hilarious. It's it's the best like hor- like short film zombie movie I've seen. Outside of another movie we'll talk about later. But instead of zombies, they were just shopping carts. And it does like the 28 days later thing where you like walk out and you slowly start to realize that something horrible has gone on. But you think, oh, it was just one crazy person. It was it, it was just this one freak accident. And they even have it's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse reveal at the end of the movie as, a, as the camera slowly pans out to show a shopping, uh, a parking lot full of carts and corpses and destroyed cars. And they have all different kinds of carts, not just standard carts. They have a vast array. And I, I think you, you can tell what kind of movie and how good the writing is behind this movie when the tagline for it is, don't push it. Uh, it it's, it's really smart. The best scene of this movie by far, mm-hmm. to me, is when Ray Bouchard saves Christine Rodriguez's character. Mm-hmm. And they're hiding out in, I think, the freezer yeah. from the carts. And he's recounting to her the history of the cart yeah. <laughs> and how it's been up to grocery store employees over the years to protect people from the carts. And he's explaining this as you would in a horror movie. Yeah. And she just goes, this is insane. Yeah. Which it is. <laughs> you know, she, she plays the perfect straight person. Yeah. She in, plays, in this... she plays the, the, the human in the story and she really yeah. like it's, it, it, it's what gives this film its comedy in the best way. Um, this this one is the funniest is the funniest movie in this anthology that doesn't try to be funny. Um, there's two others that try that are play it very straight and don't pull it off nearly as well as Killer yeah. Cart does. Yeah, I'd give this one like a four and a half out of five. I agree. It's it's, it's really really strong, and there's really not much more I'd ask of it yep. it's a movie that just feels easy or it's just like oh yeah this all makes sense and it's, it's just all done really well and i i think i think this is a lens we can look at for all of these movies um is whether this movie would work as anything but a short and i no. i re- yeah i agree i do not think you could make this any longer if it was 10 minutes longer it would edge into being bad yeah, it it could be longer, just wouldn't be as good. Well, yeah, all of these, and and, th- and that's and that's no fault of the actors. No. Like Christine Rodriguez is like she's like scream queen levels of quality, quality yeah. pipes. Like she goes for it, and she actively makes the short better because she sells it so hard. And also Ray Bouchard's character is perfect, really good too. Just he's he's just this bulky retired mm-hmm. Fabio. 
yeah. who who comes to save the day. And he, he plays like the perfect combination of like the weird mystic who knows what's going on, but also the crazy weird guy. It's like he fits every role. He's also like the tactician who knows how to save everybody. It's it's perfect. And er- earlier I misspoke when I said this film did not win any awards. It actually won 24 awards. Oh, okay. Um, That's a lot more proper. Yeah, I thought it's actually the most award-winning film on this on this whole okay. list. Uh, followed well, up by one that has 13, but I, I miss I misnoted that. Um, it's a quality quality film, and I think it's and I think to your point, Ben, as you were saying, it's no fault of the actors or the writers or the director. I think this this type of story can only is only really worth telling in a short form. Yeah, it's, and, it's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, more or less. If yeah. you want to watch this as a full-length movie, watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Which is horrible. And then, which is, it has not aged no, well. No, no, that, that movie is, because I, I was Cause, thinking... Because once again, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the first third is almost good. And yeah. then it just keeps going and, and then going the last five, and going. And the last five minutes edge back into being okay. And, yeah. But it, it really, it should have been like a 15-minute short, and it would have been wonderful. Um and I, and I think that holds true for a lot of different kind of horror stories, um, especially early horror, which did a very wonderful job of uh, exemplifying short-form horror. Um, but something that isn't as amazing and is a little bit horrific is the second short on this, <laughs> <laughs> on this uh, anthology, Horrific, um, directed by Robert Buchek. Uh, who has a very cool history, and we'll talk about him in a second, with a single actor, uh, Mike C. Nelson, and horrific, a Texan goat rancher must defend himself against a mysterious predator, which he drunkenly calls a chupacabra. He then proceeds to try to kill the chupacabra and in standard horror creature feature, uh, bumbling fool nonsense, uh, ends up hurting himself, shooting himself, and eventually succumbing to the whims of the chupacabra. Now, now, Matt, you talk about horror being the only thing that that generally works in this short time frame. Mm-hmm. Horrific is literally a Wiley e. Coyote type short film. It's not. It's not really a horror at all, aside from the fact there's lots of gore. Yeah, it's like a horror comedy. I mean, it it, it definitely I mean, it's, edges it's into slapstick. The, it's slapstick it's like, horror. It's it's two parts comedy one part really horror. really to me what what horrific feels like is it feels like the intro to a longer movie like arachnophobia which is a fantastic fantastic movie um about killer spiders who come to a small town which is a, f- a hilarious movie as well but it feels like the tone of this movie is like the intro to a movie like that and it, it i think comedy lends itself to the short form as well but in cinema especially and in writing i think comedy really only survives when it's paired with horror unless it's like god tier level exceptional because the only other like short form horror things i can think of are the spoof satire anthologies that they made in the late 2000s which were god awful well i mean most short films like that you're thinking of have migrated to youtube yeah, they have. Like, well, like, like yeah, those like, are, those are like shorts. Your, like, action uh, shorts 
that could work just <sighs> fine. It's just that action costs a lot of money to do, yeah. and you're not going to have that budget for a short film. But I don't. I, I don't I, think. I, I, I think, think action. With, when it comes to action, that's in a short form is best suited with actual action, like live interaction, like wrestling or UFC or boxing. Where when it comes to like cinema or storytelling outside of professional wrestling, I think I think horror is one or is like one of the exceptions that it suits itself perfectly for the short form. I think I think horror is one of those things where it can be as great as it is long as it is short, and and the same is true for comedy. Um, but when it comes to cinema and storytelling, it fits so beautifully with horror because without comedy and horror, like. Even the scariest horror movie in the world has moments of levity, which I think is a great thing to do because it breaks tension. Um, the one thing I'll say about horror as a short is I do think that horror is one of the few genres where having that lack of length can enhance it. Oh, 100%. I, I think that even with comedies, having a shorter length doesn't enhance it. It, it just keeps it from betraying itself it keeps it from getting but bad <laughs> i i think that with horror what makes shorts so powerful is that in horror you really don't want to know what's going on yeah. if it's if if it's good you really don't want to know that's one of the things we loved about uh how masonberg's the plague yeah or or a movie like it, hereditary where it's just yeah, you don't really it, know what's going on until the end of the movie th- that's what made stephen king so alluring for so long and he managed to do it in the long form yeah yeah and honestly he did manage to do in the long form but still i think that a lot of stephen king's best work are his shorts yeah well and i think 1408 the the short film yeah oh man or they're the short uh short story that was really good and the film yeah it's pretty decent too but then i mean the film is pretty decent actually when it when it comes to i'm, I'm muddying my own point here with good examples yes. but, but but like i long mean long story short in, but just in 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 to mention fiction just hp lovecraft and agra poe neither of those guys ever wrote anything long and two yeah. are the most prolific and revered writers in film history and in, in horror history I, I feel like the ultimate horror story, Matt, is a horror story that only uses one word. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Um, but what, but, but that, that does sound cool. Sounds badass. It? I know, but I what I think is really, really cool is that, like, when I think about being, when the moments when I'm really scared, it's not when something long and prolonged is happening. It's when like you catch something out of the corner of your eye while you're on a walk at night, you know, like a, a you... short noise, like the, the really things that always really terrify me are moments. So I jump scares work so, so well. So, so here, let me ask you this, Matt, have you ever watched a good movie that was scary and went over two and a half hours? Ooh. Is, like, can you have is now, is, now, Nosferatu, I, is is Werner Herzog's Nosferatu over two and a half hours is a long movie. Here, let me let me check. We're gonna. I'm I'm going to allow the uh, typing. I I type up. anyway. Oh no! Yeah, a, hour and forty seven minutes. Hour for see that's an hour forty seven. That's short. We're like wow, that's long. No, I don't think the that's only long. movie. <laughs> well, for the horror, the only it is. movie. I can think of 
that stayed scary mm-hmm. for me throughout, and even then it doesn't hold up looking back, is uh, it the miniseries? Yeah, but that's two parts. And even, that's two and, parts. And even and even that, the second part isn't scary. The first part's like an hour and a half, yeah. and that's the scary part. The, the second part isn't scary. The so, second part is cool effects. I I I, maybe, I think maybe the, the Shining. No, I think the Shining's in uh, like ninety minutes. No, no, Shining miniseries oh, though. That well, one like gets mini- creepy at the end. I think I think there's a way to do long form horror. Oh no, the the original cut of The Shining is two hours and twenty six minutes. The nineteen eighties one. Okay, yeah. so The Shining. The Shining's a good one. The Shining, and the only but, other example of long form horror storytelling are like horror TV shows. But again, that's yeah. that's like they're they're almost their own median, and they're short little stories that make one big story. And usually they aren't actually scary. They're just like creepy. Right, right. Well, okay, well let's let's keep that in mind. Uh there there's not a lot to talk about with horrific. Yeah. It's seven minutes long. I give it like a three out of five. Yeah. There there's some good sight gags with it. It's a real wily e. coyote guy trying to kill a chupacabra and making his life worse. Yeah. So but the It's uh it's cute. It's, it's cute. cute. It's cute. Now, despite I g I give it a three out of five too. Now uh, someone who I give a much better review to is the director of this film, Robert Buchek. Uh, if you if you can all go check out Robert Buchek's um, website, robertbuchek.com. He has some absolutely outstanding advertisements he read, made. He made a ad for pistachios where a marble statue walks around and talks about how much they love pistachios. And it's fucking, it is chilling. It is a it's genuinely <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. It's 30 seconds of pure dread, and I love every second of it. Um, he also he also made an ad for Life 360, uh, which is an a- which is an app used to track your child's cell phone and devices, so you That's always know where they awesome. are. And the ad is called Helicopter Dad. Um, he made like a like 50 style Christmas special uh, for the Ohio Lottery. Uh, and he also, this dude's got going on. Yeah, he's he's got he did a, he did a gecko he did a gecko uh, a geico not gecko a geico ad. Um, he did a clash of clans ad. But my favorite thing he did outside of his addition to ABC's A Death Two, which is really good. Um, he did a music video uh, for the song Death Cab for Cutie, Sound of Setting, uh, or Sound of Settling, which is a great Death Cab song. And I have seen that music video and never realized. It was directed by this wonderful man. So it, it's frankly, it's better than watching horrific, which you can watch for free on his website. Um, go and watch his ads. Cause his ads are outstanding. This man is perfect in 30 seconds. Six and a half minutes was too long for him. <laughs> yeah. That's what five stars under 50 is about watching ads. Hey there. I bet less than 50 people have seen some of these ads. They're real worth it. Now, let's advertise another film, a movie that might not need too much advertisement because it has won 15 awards and been nominated for over 28. It is the 2013 horror comedy special, horror comedy, Till Death, a wonderful story about four douchey guys you don't really like who are all dissatisfied with their wives, so they make a pact one night while drinking to all help one another kill each other's wives. Now, one of our most douchey of characters happens to own a strip of property on an old witch's on an old witch land, and they bury their wives there, only to wake up 
to the uh, to the vestiges of their dead wives who have returned to life with the wounds they were killed with, but everyone around them sees them as real. Um, and it is genuinely the second best thing on this entire list. It is a really well-told story. Um, I'm glad that it was short. This is another one that I feel like if it was too much longer than it is at its crisp 20 minutes, it really would have been a bit of a bore. Um, and this one was directed by Jason uh, Tostevin, um, who also um, was an executive producer on this special and also directed another film that comes at the very end, which feels very obvious that he, you know, produced, it was an executive producer and since two of his shorts in it. Um, but this is definitely one of the best ones on this whole list. Uh, what did you think of Till Death, Ben? I give this one like a 3.75, 4-ish out of 5. Okay. It's, I feel like this is the only concept that could possibly be stretched out to a full movie out of all seven of these. You could stretch honestly. this out to like 120 minutes. Yeah, you could, you could get a full movie yeah. out of this. It would need to be reworked. Oh, totally. But I do like the concept of these six or seven guys all kill their wives and they all come back to life with these hideous death defying injuries yeah like one of the one and... of the wives is wearing a plastic bag over her head where she was suffocated another one is constantly slowly vomiting from being overdosed the other one has a knife yeah. sticking out of her head and the last one was burnt to a crisp and they're all honestly super nice to their husbands yeah which is well okay also oh, part right. of the joke they're not super nice but they're all the more they're, they're all the mature more reasonable ones because the two guys yeah. in it are real real fucking all four the four main male characters are real fucking tools especially uh brian uh spangler's character doug um who's an utter douche and that that lends itself to the outstanding performance of the male and female actors in this. So they gen you generally have like a reaction to how shitty of people they are. Yeah. I don't think that this is necessarily the most captivating writing. No. Out yeah. Of the seven shorts. It's pretty basic, but the performances really hold it up strong and they make the 20 minute length of it feel a lot shorter. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it, this movie, this short was exactly as long as it needed to be for the people who made it and who were in it. And it, and it's really smartly designed, too, yeah. where, you know, all the gags they do for the murdered wives are all pretty basic, but they look good, which is exactly what you want for a short film. Cheap, easy, and effective. I think, yeah, across the board, one of the, the best things about this, uh, these specials is the quality of the effects um from all of them i think every across all of these the effects the the art the um art design was all incredibly well done um and now speaking of art design and the quality of art design our next our next film which was 2016's death metal relies almost purely on its design and effects which are the shining star of this of this one this is a five minute short uh, about a man who tries to play heavy metal guitar in a park to get money. Everyone tells him he sucks, so he gets a guitar, 
made by Satan. Um, and then instead of following the strict rules of the guitar, he uses it for his own selfish means and ends up murdering everyone in a park, which is fan fucking tastic. Um, now, yeah, he's fine with it because it's metal. Yeah, I, I and he dies at the end too, which is awesome. But he still raises those metal horns up. Now, this is one I really like. Um, I love it when heavy metal and horror intertwine. Um, I said it was like pick a destiny but shorter or deathgasm but shorter. Uh, but I feel like unfortunately for this one, the short length of it, despite it being good, ha- the the horror comedy of heavy metal horror movies, I think is best is better done in the long form um like movie like movies like deathgasm and i pick a destiny isn't really a horror movie but it's a metal movie and satan's in it um they really lend itself well to a more drawn out narrative um same with um um todd and the pick and the book of evil the book of pure todd and the book of pure evil which is a fantastic canadian show and film that really showed like heavy metal and horror blending together perfectly um, where this was kind of in and out. It's like a three out of five. The effects are a 10 out of 10 um, and it's a six time award winner. So I guess people like it, but I thought it was fun, but I think I've seen too many movies that do the exact same thing, but for an hour and a half in a better way. <laughs> I, so I sort of like this more mm-hmm. as a short, than the likes of Deathgasm, because I think Deathgasm is obnoxious and over the top. And oh, how dare I, you! I, I, Deathgasm. I, I is just perfect. get Deathgasm's a good movie, but I also get really desensitized to it. Sure. This movie is five minutes, gets to all the bullet points I know it's going to go to, and then it's done. And for me, it's great. Yeah. I I don't need my death metal ironic horror comedies to be longer than five minutes and i think that this accomplished everything it needed to in a very succinct amount of time so thank you director chris mcenroy this is an awesome Um, name and i i i also appreciated how bootleg oh yeah the main character looks yeah he yeah it's just it's just like slapped together and he doesn't even have a credit on imdb only lars's dad does who gives him the guitar it, it's all something that probably could have been shot on iPhone outside of the effects. Yeah. And, and, but that matches the aesthetic. Yeah. So it works. Well, and the, the and, real highlight short films, short films, Matt, so much of it is just about aesthetics. Yeah. Well, and the aesthetics of this is what really carries it. And that, and that is all credence to uh, production designer, Jake Q. Kendall and art director, Sean White, um, who had the balls to cut the hands off of a little kid as she was climbing the monkey bars, which I think when we saw that, we all stood up and screamed. Um, and then they kill a baby and then the mom. Um, and they, they uh, an axe head flies through a dude's stomach only for another man to get cut in half and had his, have his body shoved through the hole in the stomach of the other man. Now, that, that is some good shit. Yeah, this one I gave a strong four. It's out of the four we've talked about. It's my second favorite so far. Nice. I thought it was very good, um, but not as good as it could have been. So on, on another divisive note, I think a movie that Ben and I are going to both love and the most, pro- are understandably the most successful of these horror shorts, which is Lunch Ladies, 
the 19 minute 2017 um sweeney todd homage of beauty it's a story about two burnt out lunch school lunch ladies who find out that they will get to be the personal chefs for johnny depp if only if only they can afford tickets to get there and boy are they about to lose their jobs before one of them accidentally kills a student they grind up her body turn it into meat pies just like our sweet boy sweeney and get to actually have one of the most shocking endings to a movie I've ever seen, where the two leads actually end up at a Johnny Depp concert and get photos with him and then get what looks like thrown out by security. And it was absolutely in- incredible. Director J.M. Logan and writer Calarissa. L.M. Logan, I think. No, it's J.M. I'm looking at J.M.? Yeah, okay. J.M. Well, then you misspelled it, man. You misspelled it in the show notes. Well, I decided to look at uh, IMDb pages to make sure. Well, J.M. Logan uh, and writer Calissa Jacobson and the two the two leads, Donna Peroni and Mary Mentofsky. Can't believe I got those right. Absolutely crush it. This movie won 34 awards. It was nominated for 31 more. Um. I don't think that there gets much better than this on this outside of Killer Cart, which I think we like more because of personal preference. Um, I think Killer Cart, um, I, I think Killer Cart is paced a bit better. Yeah. Lunch Ladies, I think, is as long as it can go. Oh yeah, no. If like, it had gone, if it had gone a two minutes longer, it would have ended up in melodrama, or like really, really cringy. Yeah, as it stands, though, the movie, er, the short is extremely entertaining. The two lunch ladies really kill it with their performances, pun intended. And just their innocence with talking about Johnny Depp and their WWJD. What would Johnny do? The best moment. And then it literally flashes Sweeney Todd on the screen. Yeah, mixed with them killing and grinding up children like the simpsons treehouse of horror is really fun juxtaposition and i it's just like killer cards Mm -hmm. they take a basic concept and they treat 100 percent seriously and they pull it off that the circumstances are so bizarre where in in this world it's apparently realistic to expect that if you can just make it to Johnny Depp's concert, you can make him your per is you can become his personal chef. That's not argued or disputed by the short until the end. Yeah, until they get so thrown just, out of the show. Th- that's just assumed to be true. So you're already in this bizarro world and and everything sort of collapses from there. It's just a very cute movie. Yeah, it Killer is. Carts, I enjoyed and like belly laughed. This one, I'm like, this is really cute. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a four and a quarter. Yeah. A step below. I feel like if they took maybe three to five minutes out, I probably would have liked it a bit more. Yeah. But I think that, really good. that or they should have killed at least two more children. Like on yes, screen or something. I, I was expecting because it's very reminiscent of the simpsons treehouse of horror which is is in and of itself a parody of soylent green and it's literally the an exact replica of the like 16th century play sweeney todd right right so 
it's aping a lot of things. Yeah, it's 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 but, paying homage to a the, lot of what the whoever made it loves. Right, but the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror is literally about lunch lady who grinds up children in the school if they misbehave, which is eerily similar. Yeah. Um, and and I'm fine with that, but I do feel like I feel like the Simpsons one sort of hit all those points faster mm-hmm. a little punchier well i wonder how long uh, that episode is compared to the short i think it's about eight or nine minutes exactly short form horror baby right and yeah. the, and and so that we're in agreement of yeah um and that and that leads us i give this yeah same with that about like a four and a four point two five out of ten uh we move on to the next out of five out of five and we move on to our next one, which unfortunately, the first time we watched this, I was very sleepy for this one. Um, so it got a fresh pair of untired eyes, and I don't. I think that might have made me like it a little bit less, though. <laughs> though I found it very fun. Um, I wasn't as endeared by it as I was some of the other ones. This is twenty. The, the last two short films, it feels like. The movie runs out of energy. Oh, I will get to the last one. <laughs> I have some, I have some, some, some things to say without being mean. Yeah, Bitten is just a uh, standard werewolf tale. The only difference is that it's a dog who's bitten and becomes human, as opposed to a human bitten by a wolf that turns into a werewolf. Until so it's, the it's end like of the movie. Man. Yeah, it, it, and it's and and do, don't don't forget to mention Ben. The main actress does fuck the human version of her dog that she yeah, finds so, in her house while drunk and just like, oh, look, a sex toy for me. It is a yeah, fucking this, weird, but it's beautiful. Yeah, this, the, this woman is sadly alone and her dog is bitten. So under a full moon, the dog becomes a man. And she suddenly sees the strange man in her house and her immediate thought is, I can fuck this. Yep. So she does. And then what happens at the end, Matt? She turn. she gets bitten by the were dog, the man dog. And at the end of the movie on the next full moon, he is a human, the dog, and she is now the dog. And he's feeding her milk bones on the couch together, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's cute. That's about it. Yeah, that's it's. And it, you, you put you put that it's ten minutes long. It feels like it's three three minutes. because yeah. because it doesn't feel like a lot happens. It's totally fine. Yeah, well, uh, it just wasn't as strong as the other shorts in this. I agree. It's a it's a nine time award winner as well. Um, but it's a solid three out of five. It's average. This is the only credit for the for the both of the actors and the only directorial credit for the director um so we'll see what comes next from any of them the the guy who plays the dog did a really good yeah oh yeah no his his performance physically is outstanding like he is is that michael curran yeah it's michael curran he genuinely genuinely gives an outstanding performance and the dog the dog in the movie is a really good boy and does a good job. The, the, the He's a super good boy. Francis Torres is a great actress too, but the real highlight is Michael Curran, who is a does an outstanding physical performance. Um, just in his like physical. mannerism and his like physical. Yeah, physiological. Physical. Fit fit physical. And 
All right. On to on to a short that was worse than that physical joke. Um, 2016 Born Again by the director of Till Death, uh, Jason uh, Totevin. Um, Tostevin. Tostevin. A, a short about a group of Satanists who are trying to summon the devil and a really... But apparently one of them is a Best Buy employee and he's not really into it as much as the other people. And, and the joke they try to make about him isn't funny. It doesn't... It, it unfortunately doesn't land. He, he, he just annoyed yeah, me. Yeah, the... Like I the was... issue with shorts is that a lot of the times a short is built around one joke, and if you don't like that one joke, you're not yeah, gonna and like I it. fucking hated Greg. I I hated him as much as the char- characters in the short did, and that's like not good. Um, yeah, Greg is the Best Buy adjacent employee yeah, who arrives late while they're trying to summon the child of Satan. And as they're trying to summon this demon child, he just keeps interrupting them and acting like a nerd. And eventually Jesus pops out. Yeah. Of he gave, the woman's Instead of stomach. giving him a satanic Bible, he gave him a Christian one. And he read it upside down the whole time, but still did the ritual. D- is that the joke? Because when he put it upside down and he gave it to him the book was just upside down yeah yeah he was... he read it upside down but still no, read no, it no 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 but but when he flipped it around if if that was the right way then the cross would be on the back cover of the book yeah so i so i think he was just being stupid i think i think jesus just came out because they didn't have an ending no, no, he uh, he literally says like, "Oh, wrong book." Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I zoned it's, out. Yeah, it's that obnoxious. <laughs> Fuck this short. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Jason. I love Till Death. You did an awesome job. I'm sure your other two shorts of I O U and Way and A Way Out are great. Uh, but I'm gonna be real here, buddy. You dropped the ball on this one. I mean, it wasn't awful it's just what it like this one more than any of the others felt like a youtube sketch yeah and 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 unfortunately in my opinion not a great one um there's another great anthology that this guy was a part of uh that if you have the chance to go see um which actually has horrific on it um is a is a anthology series called seven hells um it's a it's a it's a seven o- festival award winning shorts brought together, um, but it's a good time, and that that brings us to the end of hilarious. Um, our our next di- our our most recent dive into five stars under fifty, and I think another success. Not a five star performance. I think this special this anthology gets a three point five, um, maybe maybe edging into a four with how good. Lunch Ladies, Death Metal, Till Death, and Killer Cart were. Um, I if, definitely give this one a four. If you had, if they had um, reordered how these films were laid out, like if it had opened with Killer Cart and then ended with like Till Death or Death Metal, I would have liked it a lot more. But back backloading like, Bitten into Born Again, ugh. Yeah, the the two they closed with were honestly the two weakest yeah. ones. If I had to reorder this, mm-hmm. 
I'd probably do lunch ladies to open. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Then I would do maybe bitten next. Yeah, maybe I do bitten after that. Then you can do till death. Yeah, till death another longer one. Yeah. And then and then I think you pump in horrific right into um death metal. Yeah, then born again. And you close on killer cart. And you close on killer cart. Yeah. I'd watch that. That that yeah, would have been maybe, a lot. maybe f- Yeah, yeah, cuz that keeps the stronger ones mixed in with the Yeah. It spreads it out and it's breaky ones. Yeah, and it spreads out the longer ones to the shorter ones cuz killer cart's 15 minutes. Uh, Till Death is 20 and Lunch Ladies is 19. So it gives you a nice kind of ebb and flow. You could even argue to open with Death Metal um, just as a quick in and out. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, now, not not only was this a great experience to watch, but I think like with all true and amazing 5,750 movies, it launches in and opens up a discussion about about what the film's about. Now, last time... So, well, well, well before that... Oh, oh. Um, I, I just wanted to do a check. Who, who would you say was your star of the film? Uh, my, my, my star of the whole film. Yeah. Would probably be the cart and killer cart. Um, for, for me, it was Christine Rodriguez. We wanted to look up to see what she's done. Not too much. And it seems like she became a Disney TV. Yeah. Disney TV actor. Disney TV. It seems like she does a lot of uh, one-off TV stuff. Yeah, a couple episodes, one or two episodes. Or she's like a student or a background person. She's in This Is Us, an episode of Casey Undercover. Woo-woo-woo. That Girl Lele. Yep. And she's in an episode of Raven's Home with Raven Simone, apparently. Beautiful. My my other highlight would be Michael Curran because he played a perfect human dog, and isn't yeah, and isn't he, that just beautiful? He he truly did. Now, so good job, Michael. Now this isn't the only horror anthology Ben and I have watched. Um, we've both watched, I think, several. Uh, many of you will know um, Tales from the Crypt, uh, which is another. Uh, horror comedy but a but an anthology series told over the long form uh i think a lot of us have fond memories of goosebumps um or those of us who like older horror um shows like the twilight zone and it's modern um it's modern forebear black mirror um i think really hold the torch for why the modern day horror anthology is as a as a as a as a is something that is well worth exploring and really shows the intense quality of, of horror in the short form. Um, this so this special honest, really uh, made me think about a lot of a lot of the amazing short form horror that's out there, and I can't think. And it's it's probably personal bias, but I can't think of outside of like skits on YouTube. Um, what other short form content I ingest nearly as much as like when it comes to like actually fully produced things um, like horror, like whether it's a TV show episode that's 20 or 30 minutes long or a seven minute special 
about a dog who turns into a man who then turns his owner into a dog. Yeah, I don't think that... Well, I let me say it this way. I think horror shorts are just like feature-length horror movies. They're just cheaper to make. Well, yeah, and, but, but they, they convey Because, I mean, really, all you story. need for a horror movie is a dude with a knife. And an, a- you know, an atmosphere. What's the budget for that? Nothing. Well, and I think, right. like, so there's a there's an amazing writer named Raymond Carver who wrote a lot of short stories and was a really short-form writer. And um, he describes horror as being, short, horror being so perfect because you get in, you get out, you don't linger, and you go on. Um, and I think that really captures some of the spookiest horror. All, all of my favorite horror stories ever told are all short. Outside of outside of a few movies, um, which I think pull off the the style perfectly, which I think is just it's a great storytelling mechanic. But all of the ones that have I think the most staring power are short ones, especially like you said earlier. Like some of the absolute best Stephen King works are in his shortest form. Um, Lovecraft never wrote anything longer than a novella. Lovecraft didn't, and I think a huge huge boon to the modern horror world was creepypastas and scps um because all of those are are never book length you know you're you're not you're not getting twenty seven thousand words out of a creepypasta i'm sure there's some like that ben's Ben's dead aren't the ones you read ben oh ben drowned i think is the longest one i've ever read that's you know you know ben drowned right ben Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did not drown. Oh, no. That's, that's the name of the bum, story. Bum, bum. Um, bam, bam, yeah. Bam. And, and even in video games, I think one of the best mo- best horror games of all time is the original Slender. Um, a lot of those fun scare games only work because they're really short. Um, and then you have the horror action genre, um, which kind of think falls into a different realm. But I think games um, are where horror benefits from what makes long horror movies good is that a horror game can set atmosphere like nothing else which i think i Dude, i think i have such a hard time playing horror games i do too i don't get through a lot of them i don't really like <laughs> horror video games but i like i like watching horror video games yeah. our our mutual friend charlotte forced me to play through the pt demo okay that was uh you know the precursor to silent hills oh that never fuck, came out dude, silent hills it arcs yeah. scary games too yeah so like we played so that was the one that got canceled by hideo kojima but mm-hmm. it's like super horror-y and so she like forced me to play through it oh wow and it was terrifying <laughs> and what's awesome about that game too is if you the whole concept of it is you're going through this one room repeatedly and every time you try and exit you end up in the room again but something's different Mm -hmm. right and there's some ghost woman the ghost of a dead woman in the house that's stalking you if you look at the shadows every now and then they look a little weird and you're not sure why someone took the camera in the game and customized it so they could like move it around wherever they wanted to and it turns out the dead woman in the house yeah. is programmed to be walking 180 degrees behind you. Oh, that so is... So it's impossible. Just... 
It's literally impossible for you to see her while you're playing the game, but she's constantly behind you. Yeah, that that's fucking unnerving. Isn't it? That's awesome. Yeah. And then we have other we have other there's a lot of really amazing horror games like Alien Isolation that really make you feel like you're going to shit yourself. Um, we have classic games like Sh- uh, System Shock 2 and the original Resident Evil. Um, and the original, as I'm sure many, many people remember, especially if you were online at the time, was Amnesia The Dark Descent. Uh, a oh, game no. I never finished. Um, I, I just said, fuck it, and walked away. Um, there's a- Outlast. And then we have great horror action, which I think pays credence to Alien, which is Dead Space 1 and 2. Um, sure. And a, and a fantastic that opening level in Dead oh, Space. Fuck that. The opening level in Dead Space might be the. I and and I haven't played enough horror games to accurately say this, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you could make the argument that the first level in Dead Space is the best level of any horror game. Yeah, definitely one of Cause, them. Because they're well, because. One of the issues with horror games is that when you die and then you just reload at the checkpoint, it takes a lot out of it. Yeah. Games start out at their scariest. Yes. Game, yeah. Which which also lends credence to your horror is better shorter yeah. theory. It's it's when well because like the worst thing you can do as a as a horror art maker is show people the monster. Is sure. is give them something they have time to wrap their head around. One of the one of the greatest things about hp lovecraft in my opinion is the short very curt way he writes his stories leave you with the sense at the end that you know you don't understand exactly what's going on and that alone is so unnerving that it makes you just think like what what else is happening in this world that i'm stuck in now um and i think that's a real triumph that's a real triumph for it and i think that's part of why we have horror so predominantly done in the short form Be- and i think the the well is there anything that that scares people more than unknown yeah no it's like it's like it's why like the dark is so scary for so many people because it's not yeah it's not it's not that it's dark it's what could be in it because if you ask people what are you afraid of they say the dark yeah. what's in the dark afraid of death because what comes after death nothingness you know it's it's kayfabe but you you know it's 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 nothing nothing is what people are afraid of more than anything is is not knowing yeah unknown unknowable scary dark blank that's what horror is is nothing yeah it's it's nothingness before you and something that makes you want to know what's there it's why it's why things cannot be scary, or cannot be traditional horror and be terrifying. That's 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 one of the greatest things to me about sci-fi. It's why I love sci-fi so much. Is that a lot of sci-fi is legitimately scary and horrifying, just by the implications yeah. of if what is presented in this world becomes real, you're screwed because it is at, it a is dude undeniable. Sitting in a chair by himself smiling mm-hmm. is scary yeah a, a, a man getting turned you know, into a walrus I, is terrifying honest honestly this is i think it would make a great exercise in like film school mm-hmm. which would be make a short film 
as scary as possible using as few things mm-hmm. as possible. Like, what can you do to make something legitimately frightening with as little as possible? Can you do it with a man, a chair, and an empty room? I bet you could. Oh, I don't you, know what it would you be. You totally could. I think what you need then is music. And I, and I think as, as you've dove into to black metal and some of the more extreme atmospheric ends of, of metal, you can find albums that are legitimately unnerving. And when someone can make you not necessarily feel afraid, but make you feel dread and discomfort just from music, it is absolutely chilling. I mean, it's just... It's just sorry, I'm just thinking now about like, about like what sort of short film I'm thinking in my bedroom right now, right? What sort of short film that's horror inspired could you do just by using what I have in front of me right now? Well, I mean, I and, mean a computer. We've had we've had entire horror movies that the entire setting of the movie is a bunch of people in a voice chat room. Yep. And that's it. And like I think most of those are bad, but yes. Yeah, they can be good, but like our movie like it follows it follows literally mm-hmm. the only thing that really changes in that whole movie is the setting. Cause all that happens in the movie, people walk. There's not even any like really crazy effects in that. There's a couple really fucking creepy ones. And that movie is genuinely unnerving at times, but there's very little that goes into making that movie as good as you get. And you know, like you said, Ben looking around my room, you could make a hundred horror movies with all the shit in my office. Okay, well, well, for you, Matt, that's a little different because you have Hellraiser cubes and I have weird baby paintings and stuff. Ba- How uncomfortable did that painting make make Rebecca? I I don't think at all. Oh, okay. I, not as not as much as not as much as the dog. Oh, oh, uh, I tried, no, our friends, <laughs> our friends Nick and Angie made me take the Chucky doll out of my office before they'd sleep in really? here. Really. It's ah, into- uh, you should have, you, man. You should have hit it under the bed. We were we were drunk. Otherwise, I would. Oh man, could you have imagined? If they were stand, if oh. they had gone up to Wisconsin with us, I would have like snuck it up, and then hidden it around the around the uh, Airbnb. <sighs> and this is why Nick does not listen to the podcast. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> well. We, 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 unlike the greatest horror directors of our time, the greatest horror storyteller of our time are not men who know how to make things that are short. We know how to make them long. We know how to make them detailed. And we really hope that you as the listener had a wonderful time listening. Now make sure. Yeah, I feel like we, we, we really need to re-explore this short film thing down the line because there's a lot of meat on this bone that I want to tackle at a certain point. Yeah, I think I think as we because I think we need to come back and watch some of these other short shorts. Um, and I think just one thing to mention real quick is Ben and I um, both watched the first two shorts in a very different horror anthology of a completely different tone which is a horror anthology called A Hundred Candles. Now, A Hundred Candles is a non-horror comedy thing. It is a pure, dedicated horror short. Um, and it is legitimately chilling. The first two um, specials are fantastic. Um, it opens with this beautiful, subversive short that, again, would not work in the long form, I don't think. It almost feels like the introduction to a Supernatural episode where a young girl is walking alone through the woods until she runs into another 
lonely girl in the woods and it sets up this really eerie atmosphere where you're not sure exactly what's going to happen only for the girl that you think is the good guy gets domed in the head right as the sh- right as the short comes to an end and a beautiful subversion of your expectations where i think horror really situates itself pretty well um and i think it and similar to the abc's of death which lent lent leaned into the comedy aspect of things a little bit more often. Um, it is really nice seeing someone do like the quick five minute, seven minute shorts that are genuinely unnerving. Um, I think one of the best places to find that content now is, is on YouTube is like the actual handmade cell phone shot horror shorts that some people put out there. There's a couple different YouTube channels who I'll, will link in the description um, that, truly do a great job of producing and releasing short form independent horror and like ben said it's cheap to make anyone listening to this including ben and i could make a horror short for under a thousand dollars if you have a decent modern smartphone um and i think it's definitely worth diving into and quickly before we go i want to tell everyone the best short of 2021 which was i think was a truly innovative short which ben actually I think answers your question of how little you can do and make something legitimately scary. Did I, there is a short called sink by Curtis Martinez, which is a 17 minute short where a camera holds static on a man's sink in his bathroom. That's awesome. It never moves. Nothing ever changes. The only thing that changes is the state of the man as he walks into the bathroom over and over again. And it actually turns out to be, basically a 17 minute buildup to a zombie apocalypse as this man slowly deals with an infection on his arm and he slowly breaks down. And each time you see him come back to the sink, he gets worse and worse and worse. If you can find sink, it is genuinely an outstanding short um, that does so much with nothing. All it is, is a man sink and like he breaks a mirror. That's all that happens. Wow. And it's it's okay, legitimately legitimately scary, scarifying, terrifying. All right. Yeah, I, I I think this needs to be our new mission is to think of a short film that does as little as possible. That is that is our new mission. Yep. And if we don't think of the right idea the first time around, <gasps> Matt, we'll just have to try again. <gasps> if we can't get it the second time around, <gasps> just going to have to try a third time. But after 3 times, what? Matt, I got a good Got feeling that the fourth times the chance. <laughs> hey, our code word is the willow. Goodbye. Good night. Good afternoon.